0: Okay, Sha. So yesterday, we were learning about the um, challenges that a person may be given from on high, and I say may be given because we can never choose to uh, have a challenge. As we learned earlier, that challenges are things that God sends you, whether you want them or not. In fact, every morning we ask God, please do not give us a challenge. So challenges are, are uh, events in our life that are given to us from God and they're never something that we are um, preparing for or able to prepare for because meaning, we're not, it's not like we say, okay, now, now I'm ready for a challenge. Now, I, I want this to happen at this point. A challenge by definition means it's something that Hashem chooses for you, not something that you chose for yourself. It says about the Alter Rebbe, that the Alter Rebbe, um, before going to be imprisoned, he um, agreed to go to his imprisonment. He was asked on Paman high if he wanted to do this. That's a unique kind of challenge. It's not the kind of challenge that most of us experience. That's something which that just, in the realm of the tzaddikim, who Hashem, so to speak, uh, gives them a opportunity to choose what, they, what direction they want to go. But for us, our challenges are given to us whether we want them or not. And most often, we don't want them. In fact, we pray not to have them. But the reason they're given to us is only because the home at sea, its whole existence of a challenge is, legalis naphthi, is to reveal the essence of the soul. The word challenge in Hebrew, as we learned, means to be elevated. Because only through uh, challenges can we reach a level that's far beyond where we are and there's a sort of triple um domino effect in challenges there are three parts to to a challenge there is the item which you're challenged with there is you and there is a method of how you approach the challenge and in all of these three items there is a marked difference between Challenges versus other items in our lives that we need to elevate. Chassidus does say that challenges do not exist. They're not a thing. Which is a little bit problematic, it would seem, what we learned yesterday, how God tested the Jewish people in Egypt when they heard that Moshe Rabbeinu was telling them they're going to leave Egypt, that the redemption was going to happen, they were challenged by the news. They said, this can't be happening. They they, they didn't believe it because of their shortness of breath, the Torah says, because of their hard work. They could not believe that this was really going to happen. So their hard work uh, was something that was physical. There were godly sparks that were in Egypt that animated everything in Egypt. And the Torah actually says that when we left Egypt, we left Egypt like a silo without grain, like a fish pond without fish. And the inner meaning of that statement the sages is that not only do we clean out all the wealth of Egypt, but more, we extracted all the godly sparks in Egypt, which are compared to the fish pond, compared to the silo, different kinds of godly sparks. So there were godly sparks that animated Egypt. And Egypt existed. So, uh, why is it saying in some places that that a challenge doesn't really exist? What does that mean? What it means is, is that the kind of realm of a challenge, the kind of existence of a challenge, is one where there is no where the godliness is so hidden that it's so you're so in the dark you, you it's so um hard to to know where you're going that the godliness that's present that's animating your experience is um is is it's 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 so um it's so obscure so hard to see that uh, it's it's as if you are in a zone of an imaginary place which means two things. One thing is, is that the godly energy that's there is dark. There's no light in the godly energy. Although it's godly, it doesn't mean that it's luminous. A godly spark sounds to me a little bit like a molecule. You have the nucleus of the molecule, and you have protons, you have neutrons. And so, too, a godly spark has light and energy, and it, and it causes a, a strong effect in the area that it's in. But in a challenge, the godly energy is, is, has lost all of its light. There's no light there anymore. The godly, there's a godly spark there, but there's no light. What does that mean? How can it be, be, be called godly and not be luminous? Doesn't godly mean luminous? Doesn't godly mean that it's holy, that it's obvious, that, that it's connected? How can we say it's godly and yet say that it's not luminous? So the an example from laws of kosher. Um, if you have a bit of milk that falls into a pot of meat, and there's less than 60 times more meat than milk, the Alakha says that the entire pot is now non-kosher. And not only is it not, not kosher if this pot falls into another pot of meat. You don't need, need 60 times against the pot of uh, 60 times against the original um, drop of milk you need to have 60 times against the entire pot that has now become non-kosher. It's called haticha nasas navela. What was previously kosher has now become non-kosher. Before, this part of it was perfectly kosher. And now, the amount of prohibited substance has been enlarged. And now there's more non-kosher than there was before. And to make this new mix- mixture now kosher, you need 60 times against the entire first, part of uh, first part of me so in a similar way the godly spark in a test is so to speak in a way that it's it's become non-kosher it's projecting reality which is totally non-kosher the truth is even non-kosher is uh, something which is um which is which is not so non. even non-kosher isn't so bad what i mean is like this and here's we getting to the second point about challenges First of all, the origin is that there, the origin of God, the godliness in, in, in the in the challenge. the origin, the godly energy which is animating your experience is such that the godly spark is completely dark, and so in your world also, David, I'm I'm, I'm going to mute you until you um yeah until you need to unmute yourself. David, uh oh, all right, whatever. Okay, Without the godly energy in the challenge is completely of light. All that's there is the core of the godly spark, and so to an, our experiences, we're an, we are in a zone. Where we feel there is no hope, there's no place that, that we could like say, "Oh, this is how it's going to work. This, 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 is where we need to go." It's we're not in a non-kosher environment, but I kosher not the right adjective there are many non-kosher things that are used for all purposes. For example, you could have a, um, a non-kosher uh, horse that's used to drive somewhere just because it's not kosher, that it that it's against the will of God, that it's something that, that is only about going against the will of God. However, a challenge is only there to, to, to reveal the core of Ganeshama by, by hiding completely what the will of Hashem is, by hiding the, the possibility of doing the will of Hashem. So that's why it says that challenges don't exist what it means is, is that there is no godly, the godly spark is not in a state of revelation. It's not the godly spark that's animated experience is completely sparking. It, it, there's no existence of the light and the animation of the godly spark. All there is is the core of it. In your experience, you are going through something, a, 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 a what seems to you as reality, but really it's imaginary. It's not really, it's not the truth. You are experiencing something which is completely off, it's completely not the way it is. I'll say, it like this: um, when Hashem sent um, Avravino to offer his son on the Akeda, so it says that the main challenge that he was given was the alacrity of the movie. Shem wanted him specifically to uh, go straight to the Akeda, and the challenge he had was that he had to go um, alacrity. And, uh, and and despite, you know, the, the, the natural um, pull the way that he want to do this, he had to go with full accuracy to go to this mission. And on the way, the Satan appears like a river. So he is um, suddenly beset by this river, and he has to go through this river. But the Satan just appeared like a river. It wasn't really a river. It wasn't like in the story of Kriyas Yamsuf, when there was actually a a in front of them and they had to cross the sea um, rather by by uh, the, the challenge of the Akedah the satan merely appeared like a river but there was no river there so when Al-Rubino went into this imaginary river going forward towards the Akedah the river disappears there is no river there anymore so before there was a river it looked like there was a river. and Now there wasn't any river there anymore. So that means that the challenge was only in his imagination. He thought there was a river. But just like in Avram's life, when in, his, in that story, the Satan it, uh, caused it, itself to be projected in Avram's reality as a river, so too when we go through a challenge, Although we may be imagining that there's something there that we can't possibly stop, although it may seem like we can't overcome this, this, this uh, situation that we're in, that is imaginary. But that imaginary reality is, exists. It could be an imagine, imagination, and yet it could still exist at the same time. In order for something to exist, even as imagination, even, even, even something which is not really real, but in our reality, it feels like it's real, there has to be a godly spark that causes it to be there. There cannot be um, even an imaginary feeling unless there's a godly spark that animates it. Just like Avram, there was a godly spark animating his perception of the river being there. So to our perception, when we are in a state where like, I have no idea how to get out of this, there's a godly energy that is animating this. I'll tell you a story. Maybe bring us home a little bit. There was, there was a great site named the Chadusha Arim and he wanted to visit the Kotzke Rebbe. He goes off to the Kotzke Rebbe. And he has his wagon driver. And he asks his wagon driver to try to get him there before Shabbos. And he says, Rabbi, Shabbos, it's not really going to work. He says, try to go as fast as you can. He pushes and pushes, goes as fast as you can. But it's just too far away. And there's not enough time. And the Rebbe, and his old, the Siddim of the Chudusharim, beg him, please keep on going. God wants to get there. So he, he pushes the horses and one of the horses dies. And somehow he keeps on going with one horse and he makes it to Kotsku right to the, Shabbos, some kind of pizza some kind of miraculous event. He's there right before Shabbos. he gets there. Over but you know, he's so distraught, he lost his horse. the Hussein feels so bad for him. And he's also very distraught. He, he's mortified. Not only that, over Shabbos... Died, and after his second horse died he was so broken that he died so after shabbos um, the heavenly court is convening about where is that told hell is closed on shabbos and this guy it seemed didn't really deserve to go to ganedin so but where to send him to send him to ganedin doesn't deserve to go to ganedin on the other hand send the gehenna he gave his life to help people keep shabbos to help them get to their rebbe he gave his whole being for them, and he died al Hashem for the sake of this mitzvah, and he lost everything he had for the sake of this mitzvah. So it was decided in heaven that they're going to give him a uh, a a wagon driver's heaven. You know, in in, in the uh, in, in this world, he had you know his uh, treacherous roads, not such good horses. In heaven, the wagon driver's heaven, he has thoroughbreds, he has great roads, he has great passengers, he has. You know, no one's causing him any problems, no one's asking him any questions. He has he has a great with wheels, he has wagon driver's heaven. So Khadusha was able to see what the heavenly court allotted for this man, and he felt bad for him. I mean, here he is, yeah, he's going with his whip, he's going on his his wagon driver's heaven, but it's just an imaginary heaven, it's not the real heaven, and they prayed. That he should, should be moved from wagon driver's heaven, and he was able to get into they, into the real heaven, because after all, because the guy did. So in a, just like this is true, there could be a wagon driver's heaven, there could be an imaginary heaven. So too, it's possible in our lives. It's possible that we have a um, wagon driver's hell, if you will. That we 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 are imagining a situation. Uh, our perspective is that it's impossible to get out of. And we're going through. We're living. We built up a whole situation in our minds. Like we can't get out of this. And yet, it's just in our experience. The reason we feel that way is because the godly spark which is animating our experience is completely darkened. So how do you get what out What if the, the lights actually are all red? The lights are red in, in the challenge. They're absolutely red. There's no the lights aren't green. That's for sure. There is, there is a... There is a um, when the Jews were in Egypt, they were actually working hard. There, there was Awe's Perah. But their perception that they're never going to get out of Egypt, that wasn't real. Let's say this. And just like the godly energy that's animating the experience is completely darkened and all that's there is the core, in order for me to overcome the challenge, I can't use my mind and my heart to scrutinize the circumstances that I'm in to overcome the challenge. Because the more I scrutinize it, the more lost I'm going to be because all there is, is darkness. All there is, is complete black. That's all there is. That's all I could see because the godly spark is darkened. In other words, a godly, we don't think a godly spark is something we could touch or feel, right? But a, the godly spark animates reality. If a god, in the reality that we're in, and that um, animates Virurin, animates the regular circumstances, we're meant to find a purpose and meaning of an experience the godly spark isn't totally dark, and therefore you could use your mind, use your heart, figure out, scrutinize what's the purpose. However, when you're in a situation which was completely black, so the only way to get, overcome this experience is by using your essence. Just like there's the essence, the godly spark, so you have to go into yourself. What's happening is imaginary. You are, Hashem is giving something in your realm, in your imagination, that isn't real just to hold you back in order to reveal the essence of your neshama, to reveal the essence of who you are. So the way to deal with it isn't by groping in the dark or looking for whoa, well, where how do I get out of it? It's by going into yourself, by summoning the strength of your core. And the strength of your core is the bital of your core. The strength of your core is the fact that a Jew is devoted to Hashem. By Avramavinu, think about the test, same test, the test of, of, the, of the Akedah. There is a um, marked difference between this challenge and all the challenges. This week's Torah portion actually, it says that Avram was elderly, he was coming in days, and God blessed him with everything. So Chesita says Avram being elderly means he did the positive commandments. Whenever you do a positive commandment, you become elderly, meaning you, you, are, you receive a light of Hashem. Coming in days means that Avram also, he did, he did Torah, he did Mitzvahs, the Torah mitzvah draws down from a light of Hashem that is above creation, but somewhat relevant to creation. Then there is dun say, abstaining from things you're not supposed to do. It says that those things that we're not supposed to do actually bring to the world a higher kind of light. And therefore, the way to relate to those... To those um, uh, uh, to that experience by not doing something. A mitzvah is something you could harness and bring down to the world. And by doing a mitzvah, you could bring it into the world. A negative commandment is something you can't bring into the world. It's, it, and, and so you, by not abstaining from what's going on, you're able to bring down this godly light that is transcendent to impact the world in some way. You, you're connecting to something which is beyond the positiveness. But even a negative commandment has some reality to it, some physical reality to it. It's a thing. You're doing it or you're not doing it. But a test, a test is something which is completely only about your experience of it. What, what, the, what, what the demarcation between a test and a regular thing that Hashem asks you to do or not to do is that in your mind, it's impossible. Think about Abraham Avinu. Abraham Avinu is going to the Akedah. And he has to offer his only son. Besides the fact that Avram was full of love and kindness and doing an act of, of, of killing someone is totally opposite his nature. But this is his son. The Rebbe says a person with anything they have, everything they have for their child, everything. For your child, you give your whole being. And here Hashem is telling him to sacrifice his son. It, this is something which is totally new. It's something which is totally foreign. to Everything Avram did before. And that's why it brought down to the world, not just a Transcendent light of Hashem, which is beyond creation, but a, a level called Attic, which is completely separate from creation. That there's no connection and relevance at all to creation. It's the word Attic means separate. Bakoil, God bless Avram, Bakoil means, as the Zohar says, the essence of Helma Atmi, the essence of galiness, which from there is the source of all, of, of all revelation, but it's beyond all revelation. It's so to speak, a very dark place, because it's beyond anything that we could define as, as revelations, the essence of, 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 of Godliness. So how did Abram get to the essence of Godliness? He got the essence of Godliness by revealing the essence of himself. In his approach to this challenge, he had to totally go away from everything that he's used to, everything he feels, and he has to say, I'm, doing, I'm not letting go what Hashem wants me to do. That's expression of the essence of his soul. And that's why he, he summoned and experienced the essence of godliness. He brought on the essence of godliness. That's why not only um, uh, did the river disappear, but Avraham Avinu achieved a—he a, received something he never got before. there's the ten challenges correspond to the ten spirits, But through this last challenge, the newness of this challenge, the, this this new um, heartbreaking heartbreaking. Um, act of trying to offer his son as a sacrifice, Avram receives something which is beyond complete the realm of existence. So, similarly with the previous rebel when the previous rabbi was in prison, he decided before his imprisonment that the, he was going to consider the KGB as absolutely nothing. And as a result, he was able not only to overcome the, the, the experience of being in prison, but far more than that, he, he, they themselves had to release him. The, 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 the challenge disappeared. When, when a Jew overcomes the challenge that he has and he says, I'm not letting go, so that Hashem, the, 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 whole, since the whole purpose of the challenge was just to reveal your essence of Yunushamah. So once you do that, it disappears. They shall help us all that the Shataka disappear, the whole, dis, the, the whole exile shall disappear. Oh. Huh? How do we say it's not real? How could we use the words it's not real? I understand it's not real in the sense of it can change because Hashem can change it and bring the show us the real deeper meaning, but because it is real, when is it's happening. What's the difference between Kriyas Yamsuf and the river of the sun? In, in our experience, the river of the sun, which wasn't real, wasn't physical, um, is, is it's not real. And the physical Yamsuf was real. But from looking at it from a a, a godly um god from, from the perspective of Hashem, the, 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 there's no re- real difference between them. There is here is where you there's water you touch it and it's wet right, and here, and here is that there's they touch the water it's not there. But before you touch the water, what is there? There is a realm where it's completely impossible to get by. That's that's what's going. On. And what's the purpose of it? Equally by Kriya of and by Avram's test to reveal the essence of Hashem. Does it matter if the water is wet, really? It, it, what, what really matters is is, it, is there any light in the godly spark? It doesn't matter if the water is wet or not. It, it's physical, it's not physical. It doesn't really matter. What matters is, in, in your experience, is there a way out? I'm thinking of an alcoholic who's a bottle of vodka. And I'm in the same room as him. And for me, the bottle of vodka is not a challenge. For him, the whole room is circling on that bottle of vodka, right? It's the same physical reality. And yet he is a Whole different zone. He is completely engulfed by darkness. I need this bottle of vodka, and I'm just like, you know, it's a walk in the park. What's the big deal? This is a bottle of vodka, so what? So, 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 what makes a challenge a challenge isn't the physical component of the reality. It's the it's the fact that the godly spark is in his. Wor- We're in the same room with the same bottle of vodka. In his world, challenge, and me, nothing. So, so the the exp- my experience of something is what the challenge is about. it's it's, it's how I feel. There's no way out. non kosher things are things. A challenge is not a thing. A challenge is about uh-huh, was holding back everything. He's holding back all the light. And you can't see past, you can't see, you can't see uh, where you're going. Okay, I know where I need to go. I need to go David. I gotta start end a little earlier today. Have a great day, Beryl. Great day, Zev. Great day, Dr. Bresman. Litroat. Botouf.